0: What's up, Hyperfast Nation? On this episode of the show, I sat down with not one, but two amazing guests. They started their professional careers in textiles, then made the switch to real estate, starting with flipping homes before getting into big syndication multifamily deals. They now have 200 million assets under management. Welcome to the show, the Kitty Sisters. All right. Welcome to the show, Nancy and Palmy. How are you doing today?
1: Doing well, Dan. How are you?
0: Good. I'm excited to to talk to 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 both of you. I mean, it's it's amazing the the how fast you've put together. You know, two hundred is it two hundred million under management now? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So so big, multiple nine figure numbers, assets under management. Uh, give the listeners and viewers out there a little bit of your background and how you got to this point in your life where you're you know at this 200 million AUM number yeah
2: Yeah, so our background is actually not in real estate at all. We start off as fashion manufacturing. We were earning good incomes, but the only problem with that was is that we only have one source of income. So on one night, one evening, when we were cooking our dinner, spaghetti and meatball, of course, um, we got a ping notification that's saying our customer is shutting down all their retail
1: stores and just like that, our sense of security just like vanished. 95% of our income was tied to this company and them shutting down all their stores meant our income was evaporated. Yeah, maybe. so overnight, oh, wow. we, yeah, overnight we became from really successful
2: fashion manufacturer to become like, uh, we don't have income. So we actually have to act really fast. And that's when we start diving deep into real estate investing because it's an industry that we feel that can truly create long-term wealth.
1: Yeah. And so we started flipping houses in LA. We live in Los Angeles, not knowing much, but we're like, hey, houses are prices are going up. Let's try flipping houses. Use our design um, skill set to come and try to like beautify these homes, and maybe we'll make some money from it. We did that for a little bit of time. Um, It was actually really great. But the problem was we
2: still trading a lot of time for money. Right. And when we grew up, we knew that that was kind of like our parents have that hustle mentality and we didn't want to be like in that hustle culture anymore. Yeah. So we actually have to look for something else. And that's when we got introduced to um, commercial real estate, apartment investing. And through that we start doing apartment syndication.
0: So f- f- for you guys, you know, you're, you're making good income all of a sudden it's, it's gone overnight. Um, and then you, you see real estate is the solution to that Get you, you know multiple streams diversification was there yes. any fear when you jumped into real estate that it could all evaporate like that
2: you so, know what? that's a good question because people are always like how do we move from textile to tax saving
1: so it, the the difference is for us we felt like hey real estate can't be outsourced if you're buying in a good market and you buy at the right price you can control how much you make. Whereas when we were doing manufacturing, our customers controlled what we made. And people always need a home
2: to live, right? Like according to like the latest COSTAR report, I believe it was like
1: 4.3 million. We're short 4.3 million apartments right now. Yeah. And so therefore-
0: 4.3 million?
1: Apartments, units, right? So across the country, which is a huge amount. And there's not enough building there we're already having supply chain issues there's all these issues that are not going to be able we're not going to be able to catch up anytime soon and to go back to your questions
2: where we did we have any fear actually uh real estate like apartment syndication and fashion manufacturing is pretty much the same thing you either managing like you know like the mm-hmm. factories or you know buying buttons and all those details or you're managing property management and the maintenance teams and and etc
1: yeah so for us we felt like our business acumen can translate. We just needed to pick up the knowledge about multifamily. And that's what we did as we started first passively investing in multifamily.
0: Yeah, so you, so you started with flipping and, and single families, I, I guess, smaller deals. How did you, how did you get the idea and, and then follow up? How did you make the transition from, from flipping and small deals to now? you know, holding and and long-term strategies and and bigger deals? How how did you get that I'll take that question. So basically
2: we, uh, we understand that we want to make long-term wealth. So what we do is we understand that there's more than one type of income. So our focus is how do we create passive income and how do we gain that knowledge is like, we start becoming passive investors. Started researching
1: what would be the best vehicle for us to grow our wealth while Flipping houses or doing something else, and that's how we started passively investing in other people's deal. We were in an LA bubble. At previous to that, we didn't know that there's markets outside of Los Angeles that were thriving. Honestly, we're pretty ignorant at that point. So, <laughs> as we were passively investing, we figured out, oh, Dallas is hot, Phoenix is hot, um,
2: Atlanta, Atlanta is Atlanta, hot, Houston,
1: um, like. Uh, Nashville, all these cities that we never knew were doing well. And so we're like, okay, in order for us to do this, let's passively invest investing in these markets so that we can leverage the sponsorship team's experience and their in-depth market knowledge. So we started passively investing right away.
2: Yes, and that's how we gain confident and also learn and um, get paid actually to learn along the way as we're learning from these um, sponsors. And then, like,
1: the, the, the moment that we made the switch, where we are still passive, but we became active as GP, is when we were like, hey, we've invested in a lot of these deals, and I feel like the knowledge gap isn't that wide anymore. And so we were like, flipping is nice, but we're still trading a lot of time, and we're dealing with the contractors, the city, all these things that are really, like, not fun, these headaches that we don't want to deal with anymore. So we're like, we can make way more money if we just... And also help
2: people, right? Because when we do apartment syndication, you actually don't just help yourself. You actually help your passive investor, Mm -hmm. your tribe. And that's what we kind of want to go after is not just us, but actually helping other people's creating that financial security through apartment syndication.
0: I, I like that. You said that last part that you, you really are not just helping yourself. You're creating opportunities for these limited partners and Maybe they're people that will always be limited partners. Maybe they're and it's just going to give them a good diversified, you know, income opportunity, but maybe they're going to be like you, right? Maybe they're going to learn from your knowledge and then go out and someday do what you have done. And I, I, I think, you know, just going back to when you started and you learned by writing the checks as LPs, right? Yes. And then, and then, so two questions on that. How did you pick the, the, the sponsors, right? Like, and, and what would your advice be to people out there looking for sponsors? Um, and then how did you learn from them along the way?
2: Yes, actually we have a three step process that we always go by. Like, um, so our first step is always know about the invest our investment goals, right? So what we mean by that is that know how much, like cash flow you want to actually produce a month and that's what we call freedom metric is the number in which your cash flow um cover the expenses of your bills like you know either car payment credit card or payment your living expenses everything else so you need to define your goals and next you go out there and have the investment details meaning that hey what market to invest in is it going to be like the what palms say dallas houston da- um phoenix. phoenix um who's going to be your team Um, I think that's most important is who's going to be your team. And we have a rule that say, hey, if you can't like bond um, at the Starbucks or, you know, have a like a wine over wine and (laughs) curry, then we don't. Then you don't want to like, you know, send out your (laughs) hundreds of thousands of dollars to them. And I think going back to how do you vet that? Right. It's like more like. You need to actually get to know, like and trust and most importantly, see your track record. See, their track record, see their track record and go with your gut feeling because you're not investing all your money into their deal. You're kind of just testing it out. You need to have money that you're willing to risk, right? Because any investment, there's Comes still risk. risk. And our third step is actually finding your fund. Like that's how like, um, you know, it's going to be cash. It's going to be from your retirement. But okay. most of our investor actually invest through their uh, bank which is their cash, their cash as there's more benefit right? and there's
1: tax benefits with that and the way we did it isn't the way we recommend anyone do it when we first started we were FOMO, so we're like super excited we're like okay this is like awesome we need to get into this how did we miss this we're like whoever we first discovered we're like we're gonna give you 100k we didn't do our due diligence. We barely paid attention to their webinar. Honestly, didn't hear their or details. Or even like,
2: um, like the sub market, right? Yeah, I didn't know anything. Because just...
1: we're so new, like we're still like um, in Los Angeles, but we're investing in Dallas. We're like, okay, this sounds good. Let's just go. Let's just do it. Didn't Didn't pay attention. And don't that one recommend? Don't recommend anyone do it that way. Do it the the way that we figure figure it out and refine. Have your investment criteria. Have your yeah. defined investment zone, like market, do details. Where details, and then know where you're funding. We were just not doing it right. Um, as a result of that, what we learned was we miss out on better opportunities that we could have captured more returns and also mm-hmm. it, it didn't turn out bad like the money doubled but instead of doubling two years it doubled in four
2: yeah basically I mean four is great and normally the projection is we're five spoiled. but <laughs> we're spoiled like the deals that we do our track record is like within 23 months and a half so that's five. yeah so we're <laughs> <able to laughs> like four is too slow for us yeah. we have we have to go faster yeah.
0: hold that thought for a second did you know I've been involved in developing and building hundreds of homes? And did you know that we take partner investors in our deals? If you want to learn about new opportunities that we have for real estate investors, go to my Instagram account, it's ddanlesniak, and send me a direct message. Again, if you want to learn about my next opportunities for real estate investor partners, go to my Instagram at ddanlesniak and send me a direct message. I like I like that. I mean, doubling in two years is better than four and that's better than five. So uh, how did you go out and find the sponsors and and the deals that were, you know, doing this? Well, two years doubling up is, is pretty well. So like, how would people listening to this show watching? How would they go out and find sponsors?
2: Yes, there are actually um, a few places, right? You can go to real estate conference, you can go to local meetup club, or you can even ask around. Like for us, we go with the method of referral because you know, like you don't, you don't wanna like test out anything. You just always like, hey, Palm. Like, mm-hmm. if I wanna try, like, if I wanna buy, like, if I wanna try somewhere to eat, like, in a cool posh area, I'll be like, Palm, have you ever tried this? What and would if, you recommend? Yeah, what would you recommend? And if she say, hey, you know what, the sushi place is like the best in this area of town, then I'll be like, okay, I'll try it, right? Like, I'll test it out and. I'll see. I think the referral method is like what we highly recommend because you
1: don't want to just be
2: like your own experience. Everyone can
1: be awesome online and give you really um, awesome marketing, whatever pictures and wording and everything. But the proof is in the pudding. If you have your friends and family already invested with them and they've done well, the referral comes in naturally. You don't have to really do anything about that. Yeah, so I would say go with, like, referral. Yeah, but if you going. don't have friends who are starting, go to the next level. Find local people because then you can at least, like, let's say local RIAs that are specific for multifamily. Then you can say, like, hey, um, who do you guys recommend? Have you done well? What's the track record? And so at least you get a little bit more certainty about their performance. Rather than just cold person you just meet online.
0: <laughs> when did you decide to make the switch? Like, how long were you doing deals as the LP before you decided to make the switch uh, to being a so, GP?
2: Yeah, so we actually start investing. Um, it's actually been in like a 365 days a year. a year, right? So like um, we start doing LPs in a couple of deals and then we're like, OK, well, the reason why we were doing LPs, one, because we want to learn. But more importantly, we were still flipping. And then when we were start doing. Um, LPDOs, we realized, oh my God, like there's actually a potential here. So we kind of transitioned from being flipping houses to doing multifamily a year later because we're like, we're still spending a lot of time the same way, right? But we want to be able to scale and we truly believe we want to double down in apartment syndication and that's when we went full out,
0: yeah. What, um, What was it like when you made that switch and started to, you know, become a gp like how did you go find those bigger deals how did you raise the money let's let's hear a little bit about yeah.
1: that a little pump do okay that. so finding the deal um really came when we started learning about other markets so there's a lot of good research out there that really talks about so there's basically three or four different things that we look at when we wanna go into a market. Number one is their population growth. So we need to see strong areas, and population growth meaning that the metroplex needs to have at least a couple million people, not small tertiary markets. Mm. The second one is, are there a diverse economic base? We don't want a market that has only like a one-trick pony, a military base, or like um, I think like some some town has like like Caterpillar like, move from somewhere in Iowa, and yeah. they're like the only only game in town. Um, the other one is rent growth, which is really important. Those two are great, but like and they kind of go hand in hand. But like, is there era, is that area like really projected to have strong rent growth for the next three, four, five, six years? And then the 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 other one is basically affordability can people yeah we're gonna raise rents so there's people coming into town but is it still affordable for people to, mm-hmm. to live in that area with our rent increases and to go back to your question would
2: be we get this knowledge from also like from the brokers or the property management team they actually in the market every single day so they actually mm-hmm. know more than us so we rely on yeah. strategically um teaming up with yeah. them and you know talking to them and
1: getting that insider yeah. you know in, in multi in commercial really in multi-family specifically each major Metroplex probably have like two or three really big brokers that Mm -hmm. run the whole show. Yes. So it can be CBRE, it can be Newmark, it can be um, Northmark. Um, uh, These are some of the few that are like really major players in some of these markets. So talk to them, get to know the market. Like Nan said, shortcut is go talk to the people who are there every single day. Yes.
0: How did you, how did you start raising the money? Once you've got your first (laughs) deal on the contract
2: yeah so basically start off with friend and family right but as you know it can only go so far so how, our um basically i think the best way and the the most natural way of raising money is finding the people who actually looking for you right so there, there are so many people there are so much money out there that wanting to make double um, did
0: you a, to, in a yeah, tangible
2: asset to to invest in an a hard asset that can potentially yield to x return in 5 years or less so go out and look for those people because there are a lot They're of money there, there. Yes. yeah so so recently we actually just closed a 71 million dollar deals we raised over 33 million dollars
0: wow
1: yeah That's, uh... <laughs> but 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 it all starts with that like one on relationship with these people and like we said it's it it compounds like as your your worth your net worth your track your record. record is growing people come and like the most important part is like especially now the stock market has been so volatile people were spoiled with what was happening it was like very um, artificially inflated for a long time the stock market thanks to the feds <laughs> and everything else people were like no i want to i want to be in the stock market. But now they realize what we were saying the whole time. Like that's nice and great, but that's not tangible. That's not sustainable. There's no real asset that's backing whatever growth they're projecting or they're producing.
0: Right. Hold that thought for a second. Are you a new real estate agent looking to jumpstart your career? Or perhaps you are an experienced agent looking to build and scale and get to the next level. If you are, I've got great news for you. After building and scaling multiple real estate businesses, I am now taking my real estate team to all 50 states. In fact, it's going to be international. I'm going to offer cutting-edge technology, training in lead generation, team building, investing, and additional opportunities to build revenue streams. If you are interested and want to learn more about this opportunity, send me a text message directly to my cell phone. 703-638-4393 again text me at 703-638-4393 has inflation made it more difficult because people are like well now I need a higher rate of return or or has it made it easier because real estate is you know you could argue or a lot of people do argue it's a inflation hedged assets. So how is how is inflation played into so the I, fundraising? I, I
2: I'll I let Palm answer that because she's like our data cookie cruncher. It's like <laughs> when we do investment opportunity webinars, we actually take into the consideration. And she went over like extensively the stress test or the sensitivity test. So
1: so the first part is like if you already own the asset, inflation really helps your um, the value appreciate. So if it's 10 um, in percent inflation, we're going to have t- at least 10 percent appreciation and the value of the property, it's goes hand in hand. Um, So if you already own the asset, it's a pretty simple on that front, the difficulty is like expenses, we also recognize inflation also increases our expenses as well. So we have to be careful um, as to try to control that on the purchases we've already made for properties that are under like, um, we're modeling out and we're looking reviewing in order to purchase what the inflation has done is, well, not the inflation, the, then the interest rate hike has really allowed us to purchase these property at a lower price. Yeah. So we're going back now and we're saying like, look, whatever price you thought you can sell the property for in January 2022, that price doesn't exist in in July or August of 2022. You yes. need a 10% discount, whatever it is, to make it make sense. And the one point I would like to make that's really important for the listener to kind of realize when there's a lot of fear about interest rates, interest rate can be refied. Discounted price, they can't take it back. Mm. If we buy a property for 10 million and the original, okay, we get the con- under contract for 10 million and we asked for a discount and it gave us a two million dollar discount. It's now eight million. Yeah, the interest rate right now is five plus percent. but we have the option to refi in a couple years and drop that down again because interest rate will come down. But that price discount of two million, they can't come back and say, "Hey, Paul Nan, I know I gave you two million discount, but can I have that, can I have that back now? No. So this is the best time to invest because you can get discounted
2: prices. Yes. Actually, on our podcast, we actually talk about like, shall we take the rest of 2022 out? twenty twenty two off, right? And our answer is like, no, because for the past seven years, it's been the seller's market. Seriously, right now is the buyer's market. Like we bought that deal, the $71 million deals at a discount because First of all, we actually went to the seller and say, "Hey, due to the inflation rate hike, we need you know a discount, a discount because this doesn't make sense for us." So instead of actually literally buying for 71 million, we actually got a three million dollar discount. So our bottom, like the money, the, the amount of money that we wired them is actually 68 million dollars, but we already have it appraised at 78 million dollars, meaning that on day one, they actually got 10 percent, a 10 million dollar in value
0: already.
1: Yeah, so we're we're getting the value eva- the valuation ten million more than what our purchase price was, basically. Yes, on day one.
0: Wow, that's that's amazing. Uh, your story is is amazing, and just how rapidly you've done it, and you know the switch from completely different industry. So, uh, thank you for sharing that, and it, it's both inspiring and educational. Before we wrap up, I like to always end with a hyper fast round. If you're ready for some rapid fire (laughs) questions you can tag team them or
1: i'll have palm do (laughs) it we'll
0: try okay what's your biggest piece of advice to a new real estate investor
1: um have knowledge and act quickly
0: okay what's a common mistake you see experienced investors make
1: um being too confident or overly confident when they're buying deals
0: what's the biggest challenge you've had in real estate and what did you learn from it or how did you overcome it
1: um, I, think I think it's not not um go, um doing soon enough, right? Mm. Yeah, being hesitant at the beginning or what to buy, or not buying. If you had that.
0: to like, go back and start all over from scratch. You couldn't take your money or your Rolodex or reputation with you. All you could take is the knowledge that you've learned. What's the first thing you'd go out and do?
1: Buy more. <laughs> <laughs> buy everything. All right, everything.
0: last one where do you see yourself 10 years from now
1: yeah we want to have like
2: so basically what we really want to is again go back to making an impact we actually we really want people to you know have financial security paying you know legally ethically less test taxes taxes as possible because everybody deserves to live. The life that they want, right? No parents should be missing out on, like you know, open house play or graduations or anything. So we want to actually help as many people possible to achieve that financial security.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, before we sign off, where do where do people go to learn more about you, your investments, your podcasts, all that kind of stuff?
2: Yeah. So you guys can follow us at the Kitty Sister. Um, in Instagram or tune into our podcast where we drop two episode on a weekly basis. The, um, the podcast is called Cashflow Multipliers Podcast.
0: All right. Well, check out the podcast. Thank you again for being on the show to all of our listeners and viewers. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please share this episode with other people that can learn and we'll see you next time. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure and go to hyperfastagent.com to learn about upcoming in-person and online events. And don't forget to share this show with someone that you think could benefit from hearing it. And make sure you subscribe on YouTube or anywhere that you can find podcasts. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the hyper Fat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest hyper Fat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests, and improve our shows, and give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time. Hey guys, thanks for sticking around to the end. I hope you enjoyed that video, and if you want to see more, click right here. And if you want 100 real estate tips from my best-selling book, click right here to download them instantly. And if you're new to this channel, click below to subscribe